Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Don't you date me? A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could fill my pillows with cum. And I would say, this pillow's kind of flat. My guest. <laughs> my guest today. You know her from Conan O'Brien's three iterations of his show? Two. Two? He's had three, but I'm, I've been a part of two of them. Oh, fuck me. I'm fucking up your intro. And guess what? It was written for me. And I was going to just raw dog it, but I'm going to read it. Okay. (laughs) My my guest today, because I'm also going to fuck up your name and I'm really scared about it. Okay. We practiced it, Nicole. Don't put it in your head that you're going to mess it up. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do really good. And I wrote it phonetically. Okay, my guest today is Conan O'Brien's longtime assistant. She's the co-host of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast here on Team Coco. And she's got a new book, The World's Worst Assistant, which is available when now. Ooh, baby. I have Sona Move Session. Oh, my. Not. I'm sorry. Hold the phone. Not only did you pronounce it. Great. You pronounced it like Armenians pronounce it. Oh, my God. I'm I'm Armenian. (laughs) (laughs) You are now. Yes. Thank you for doing that. That's really nice. You crushed it. That was a really nice intro. Thank you. Thank you for helping me with it in the beginning. Um, Like, okay, names are hard. I once had to announce the cast of One Day at a Time, which is all... uh, 
Hispanic, yeah. Latin, Spanish descendant names. And I had, I was, I, I did so poorly. So oh. I would say it and it was written phonetically in the prompter. So I would say their names. And then when they sat down, I'd be like, you can say your name, how it's pronounced. I'm really sorry. Oh. And then there was a very easy name that I really butchered just so they felt <laughs> included. It was like Tim Smith. And I was like, Tim Smith. <laughs> It's just so hard to read. Sona, how are you? I'm good. And I think that part of your problem is you already tell yourself that you can't do it. And I think that you have to change your mentality and say, this name is easy to pronounce. And then you'll be able to pronounce it. I feel like you're your own worst enemy. Okay. (laughs) I think you're right. I think a lot of people get in the way of themselves yeah yeah exactly that's pretty fucking you can deep. pronounce any name if we can pronounce arnold schwarzenegger as an entire country we can pronounce any name you know what you're right what is arnold he's he's austrian austrian where's yeah. austria who the fuck knows <laughs> austria reminds me of um no that's not nice people who are those people who sang on the mountain? They were Austrian, right? They were Austrian. The Sound of Music. The, yes. Uh, yeah, the uh, Von Trapp family. Yeah, they were Austrian. Yeah. I feel like that's the last representation of Austrians I've seen on television. You know what? There needs to be more <laughs> Austrian representation on TV. What is happening? What's going on? We need to have more of them. Sona, I have a question. Yeah. You have a husband, right? I do. I do have a husband, which is shocking, I think, to everybody. How? No, that's not shocking. It is. I would like, no. Uh-uh. It is. Uh-uh. Nicole, if you knew me during my dating life, you would be shocked. Why? Okay, then let's start there. Tell me about your dating life. I mean, I was a serial dater. I just dated a lot. And I, I, uh, it was always just these you know, dead ends, guys who just weren't available, <laughs> guys who weren't ready to settle down. And then mm. I got into a point where I would just like, you know, if I really liked someone, I would go up to them. I would pursue them. I would reach out to them. And then it never worked out. And then I met my husband and it was just really easy. I don't know how it happened. He's the first real relationship I've been in. And he's the longest term relationship I've been in. And it's, he's awesome. What do you mean by first relationship? Is this the first time you were like, you're my boyfriend? No, he's my first (laughs) real relationship. Like, I think I said, you're my boyfriend to like a few, a couple other guys, but they weren't really. Mm. Then I met him and I was like, is this how I'm supposed to be treated? This is what it's supposed to be? Okay. How does, how did he treat you? So I know to look for the signs. (laughs) Someone actually likes me. He treated me like a person, Nicole. I think that's the crazy thing about it. I think that like, I don't know if you're like this with guys, but I used to just be like, uh, well, he texted me and it's been two weeks, but at least he texted me. So I should just keep going with this. And there were so many moments where I was just like frustrated and like just annoyed and why aren't they communicating? Why aren't they reaching out to me? Mm -hmm. And then my husband, I met him. He reached out all the time. He wanted to see me all the time, which is another shocking thing. (laughs) And he never got annoyed with me. So I was like, I just remember just being like, what, when is, when is that going to stop? And it just hasn't. He put a ring on it. I'm still pretty shocked about it, but how did he propose to you? We were in Oahu and we took a hike to a waterfall and uh, we were swimming and he was like, Hey, do you, 
do you want to get married? And he said it in a way where he was, I, th- I thought he was talking abstractly. Like he's like, mm-hmm. hey, is this, is marriage something you want one day? And I was like, yeah, it is. Um, and he's like, he's like, do you want, you want to marry me? And I remembered, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do. And then I started crying and it was really sweet. And then we got out of the water and he's like, let me find something to put around your finger. Like just to, you know, as a placeholder oh. for your ring. And then he went to his backpack and got like the actual engagement ring. He was just oh. planning at the right time to ask me. And it was really, really sweet. Very, very sweet. That is sweet. How did yeah. you two meet? We met at Comic-Con. Nicole, so... In sunny San Diego? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you should be on the tourism board. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I was uh, walking around. Have you been to Comic-Con? So, okay, I just went to Comic-Con. I did not go on the floor because that scared me. Yeah. Um, But I did go to to this, like, great big party. I think it's the Entertainment Weekly party. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And then I just went to my panels. And then I went to this restaurant called Anime, which had delicious food. But everything else I ate there was very bad. You didn't ask me that. but No, I, I, you can bring food into it at any point. I'm happy to talk about that stuff. Um, he, so I went on the floor. So the last, so Conan used to do a week of shows there all the time. And I went on the floor, which is a clusterfuck. And I was walking around with my friend. Tack was there because he likes comic books and he was walking around with his friend and our friends knew each other. So we're walking around and they see each other and they're like, oh my God, Katie. And then she's like, oh my God, David. And then they start talking and then he's with her and I'm like, who is this hot guy? And then, you know, I started talking to him, but I thought he was maybe with Katie. Uh So I was trying to be respectful. And then he and I were talking, we, you know, we had some basic conversation, didn't exchange numbers. So the next day I asked David, I said, David, who's that friend we ran into on uh, at a Comic-Con? And he's like, oh, that was my friend Katie. And then I stalked her on Facebook, Nicole. Yes, queen. I, I love stalking. I stalked her on Facebook just to see if it said like in a relationship with, you know, tech and it didn't. And I was like, okay. And I looked for his picture and I had, I found him and I found his profile. And when I went to his profile, there was a friend request he had sent me like six months earlier that I just ignored. And he's Armenian. So he had watched the Conan and Armenia special and he friend requested me and I ignored it. Like I ignored all the other friend requests. Mm-hmm. And then I just accepted it. And then he sent me a message. And then we, that, that's a year later, we were engaged. Oh my word. What a dream. That sounds like it was like meant to be. But then also it feels like I missed an opportunity by not going on the floor of Comic-Con to find the love of my life because I was feeling overwhelmed. I, you know what? I don't, I think you made the right decision. I think that it is overwhelming. Also, you are, you know, you are Nicole Byer. I think it would have been it wouldn't have been smart for you. People would have recognized you. You'd be surprised. Nobody really recognized me at Comic-Con. I doubt that. Just like walking in the streets and stuff, nobody noticed. Really? Because I was wearing my mask a lot of the time because I was like, if I die from nerd COVID, I'll be so <laughs> mad floating around heaven. <laughs> oh, my 
my god is nerd covid different i don't know but there's something about someone looking up from a comic book and sneezing in my face that i was like not (laughs) for me (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well you made the right decision i you know i don't know i don't know if comic-con is it worked for me but i don't know if it's like the place to go to you know, meet your future husband for... But maybe, maybe I could have found a non-COVID-riddled nerd who was like, hey, Nicole, uh, oh, no, I never thought of it. I don't know what I'd want a man to say to me. Are you you into guys who are, like, into, who are fans of comic books or into that kind of stuff? Um, I guess. I guess I'm just into someone who's like passionate about something. I don't like people who are indifferent, who are like, oh no, I go with the flow. I don't have a love. Yeah, I agree with you. I like that. I like when guys are just like, I really love Batman. Or I really, I mean, yeah. that's kind of a weird thing, but no, I really not. love woodworking. I liked it. Yeah, I really love airplanes. Like, that's the model, <laughs> you know, the Airbus 360. I, I have no yeah. idea. Like, I have a like a strange fantasy of a man teaching me about, like, basketball. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, that's how they do the points. <laughs> Wait, would you really, like, dumb yourself down? You don't dumb yourself down, do you? No, I don't. But I've been on dates where I'm like, oh, you don't say the sky is blue. <laughs> you just, like, pretend that you maybe didn't know. I don't know. I, I just... Uh, I don't know how to to date. I don't really know how to flirt. Oh my god! So I'm on you. Wait, how long ago did you meet your husband? It's been six years. Six years. Yeah. That's a nice long time. So did you miss out on dating apps? No, Ugh, I did. <laughs> I did Tinder once, and this is a quick story. I matched with a guy. We went back and forth. We set a date. I completely forgot about the date. Just completely so forgot. Nice. I know. So I'm at my 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 I'm hanging out with my nieces and I'm like, we're no, we're having a good time. Then I look at my phone and the guys texted me a bunch of times and I felt terrible. Oh, so you know no. what I did, which a friend of mine recommended. She goes, tell him you're gonna be so we were supposed to meet at seven. So she said, Tell him you're gonna be at this bar at nine o'clock. And he's welcome to either stand you up or show up. It's up to him. So he can either do it back to you or he can show up if he's still interested, which is what Mm -hmm. I did. So that same night, I said, I'm so sorry. Why don't we meet here at nine o'clock and you're welcome to stand me up and I I won't be angry about it. And it'll, you know, hopefully make you feel better that I forgot about our date. But he showed up and, you know, he was a little aggressive, but. Oh, no. A little handsy, but it was fine. Which apps are you on? Okay, I'm on all of them. Hinge, okay, Cupid, Tinder. I was on Coffee Meets Bagel, but you have to like do work and like earn beans. I'm also on Raya, mm-hmm. which is not fun. But recently on Hinge, this person likes me and they wrote it a little funny that you're actually on the site, but I'm glad you're here and more surprised that you haven't been snatched up already, which is very, very nice. But then they have zero pictures of themselves. Mm. And one of the prompts is, this is my year for healing. Oh, No picture, no picture, no picture. I'm convinced that. And then his answer is, I'm not ready to be on this app. Oh. <laughs> and then the prompt is, I recently discovered that 
And then I said, I'm still damaged from my last relationship. Ah. I'm like, then why did you message me? Did you respond? No, because why did you message me if you're not ready for your next relationship? Because this is an app to to maybe get into a relationship, you know? Uh, I don't Some Maybe some guys think they're not ready, but then when they meet somebody who they're excited about, they guys move on pretty quickly. Oh. At least, at least as far as, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, most of the guys that I've heard about have, you know, they move on pretty quickly. So I think if they meet the right person, they're like, who was my last girlfriend? I feel like people in general, like there's just like a group of people Male, female, non-binary, however you identify, who can move on super quick. Because mm-hmm. I have a, a lady friend who always, she's never like without somebody. She, I think the longest I've ever seen her single is like three weeks. Wow. I'm not like that. I'll date someone for a month and then mourn them for six months and be like, what was me? Yes. What could have been? I'm a sensitive soul. <laughs> I didn't even need to date them to be sad about it. I used to just get so invested. My friend made a joke once. He said that he went on like one good date with this guy and then he started thinking about wedding hashtags. Like he was, (laughs) you know, it's just so easy to get so carried away in your head if Mm -hmm. somebody shows you some interest. And I remember I used to do that all the time. I'd be like, oh my God, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. They're going to buy a house and I love him. And then he would just ghost me or he would send this long text being like, hey, I just don't think I'm ready to date. You seem, you're, you're cool, but I'm sorry. I'm just not ready. And then I would just be in this like depression for longer than I feel like I should have been, but I, I think I was just mourning the life we could have had together. Yeah. I sometimes will think of like, like vows to say to somebody that I've met maybe one time. I was like, I promise to like hold you and love you and take many about trips with you and roller skate with you. And it's like, I don't know this person and I'm just saying a bunch of stuff I like to do. And then sometimes in the shower, I can like get myself to like tears and be like, I can't believe we're getting married. And you know I'm I'm too old for that. Uh, but no, you're not. I don't think anyone's too old to think about their vows that they're gonna have with someone they're barely dating. <laughs> I think it's just normal. I think it's normal for everyone to get a little carried away. I think I I don't know. I think it is. I'm always getting carried away. And recently, I started thinking about this dude that I was dating right before the pandemic, and I was like, how lucky for him. That a global pandemic happened. What a great excuse to stop seeing somebody that you weren't feeling. Oh, well, it could have gone the other way, though. You guys could have, like, really just. That's what I thought was going to happen. Oh. But that's not what happened. He was like, I don't know if we should see each other. Things are getting bad out here. And then I was like, all right, hit me up when the pandemic ends. And then <laughs> cut to two years later. And it's still raging. And I think he's engaged because oh. she's a stalker. Well, not a stalker. I'm just a sleuth. 
Oh, she's you're okay. You know what? If there's, no, there's a will, there's a way. If you've made it public, I will find it. Thank you. Don't put it up on the internet if you don't want me to find out what your address is. And I know sometimes <laughs> the addresses aren't up there publicly, but they're public records. It's easy to find these you things. You can find it. Yeah, but I, I, I've never gone to that length. But I, it's shocking. I have a friend who's. Are you good at online stalking? Well, I mean, it's just, it's very much like the catfish method. I'm not like Google image searching. I'm just looking at tagged pictures on Instagram of maybe a mutual friend that I know that we both right. know to find them to find their, like if we meet a bartender at a bar, I can find their Instagram. It's very easy. Okay. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that it is easy. And I think that uh, it's, it's honestly, it's fun. It was uh, for me, the best part about dating was to kind of stalk them. You know, when I stopped doing that, though, was when I met my husband. I didn't mm. look at anything about him before I started dating him. Really? You weren't curious into ruining surprises? No, because I also didn't want to see pictures of him, like, hugging other girls and, like, his ex-girlfriends or whatever. And, like, mm. you know, I don't want to see that. See, that's what I like the most. When I get to find out what your ex looks like to find out if you're just replacing her or you have a wide variety of flowers that you like. But do you, I see, okay, once I was dating this guy for about two and a half years. and That's he, such a long time. It was, but we were like dating. He wasn't my boyfriend. He would, he was a musician, so he would travel a lot and he would come back and then he would see me when he was in town and it was really kind of unfulfilled unfulfilling for me at least. Um, but then we went to a burlesque show and there was a girl on stage who was gorgeous. And he came once to meet up with me and he goes, Hey, that's my ex-girlfriend. Mm. I was like, what the fuck? Why would you go from <laughs> her to me? She's stunning. Like she was just like skinny and she was bendy and she was hot. And, and then the next day, me and a friend of mine just stalked her for like two hours just because we were fascinated <laughs> with her. And, you know, usually you see an ex and you're like, oh, she sucks. She's not as hot as I am. But this one, I was like, oh, no, she's really hot. And I get it. And I'm flattered he would date her and also date me. But it was rough. Whenever the ex is like super, super hot, I'm like, oh, my God, that means I'm hot, too. Yes. Yes. He has a type and it's hot girls and you're hot girl. So there you go. Yeah. I like me. <laughs> what a funny thing to say. <laughs> I know that was weird, but it's, I like it. I it like was, me. I'm hot. Dee boop 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 boop. Good. Um, okay. So like you said you dated a lot. Yeah. Did you always live in California or did you ever live on the East Coast? No, I always lived in, I was always in LA. Really? I yeah. feel like dating in LA is so fucking hard. It is hard. It It's hard. I mean, I don't know. I used to... Do you go out a lot? Do you go to, like, bars a lot and stuff? Yeah, but when I do, it's usually with, like, a gaggle of people. Like, the last bar I went to, I went after this, like... It's a show called Bad Drag Race. So it's, like, not, you know, queens that you're like, ooh, you're TV ready. It's, like, kind of... <laughs> It's like, okay, maybe I'll light you in the back alley and I'll be okay. Um, so, like, we walked in and I think people were like, oh, boy, these people are weird. I was also wearing, like, a poofy dress and Skechers. So, like, I don't know. I go out sometimes. But when I do, it's in a big old group of weirdos. Oh, see, that's – but also, you're not going to – I don't know. Maybe you will at, at drag shows. I don't know. But I – I would go to bars a lot. And then also, so I would go to bars a lot. If I saw someone I liked, I would 
pursue them. And then I was also that girl, if a friend of mine liked a guy, I would, you know, be, we would be walking and I would sh- gently shove her into him. So wow. I'm really good at like instigating, initiating conversation with people. And then other times I would write my name and number on a, on a bill. If I was, if I was into a waiter, I would write my info on the check. I did that once at Hugo's in West Hollywood who are very famous for their pasta mama, Mm. which is a breakfast pasta with (laughs) eggs, bacon, sausage, um, Parmesan cheese, and some al dente noodles. It's my favorite. And some weird, like, buttery yum-yum garlicky sauce. Anywho, I was so satisfied with my pasta mama, I gave the server my number, and then he texted me. Okay. And then I was like, okay, do you want to, like, go on a date or something? And he was like... Oh, uh, sorry. I don't want to like lead you on. And I was like, what? then why did you text me? Yeah. And then he, he never answered. He had long blonde hair. And if he still works there, I hate you. No, I'm kidding. I don't uh-huh. hate him. It's <laughs> you whatever. You gotta go back there for your pasta mama. You should be nice. Oh boy. It's so good. I love Hugo's. I totally get that. I get that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there was, I had no trouble finding casual guys to date. I had trouble finding good guys that were like long-term, like relationship guys, you know, but then I found one and that was enough. Yeah. I mean, all you need is one. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for. Somebody to be in a relationship with me. Somebody to like me. And you want a serious BF? Like you don't do I you, think so. You wouldn't do I, like a BC, a, a booty call? Like you wouldn't have someone just no. kind of I don't want a booty call because like I've been there, I've done that, I've had a fuck buddy. Um, I've had a bunch of one night stands. I want someone to like to wake up to, to go to mm-hmm. sleep to, who's like, hi, friend, let's go on Aww. a trip. Or like, um, I made cookies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a relationship is. I made is. cookies. I made cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh. But that's okay. So wait, what's it like with your husband? Does he make cookies? He d- he makes me breakfast. He's oh a he's really good at at making breakfast. And I think he started making breakfast cuz I just stopped. And so oh. he just ta- it's not like he always made breakfast. It's I, we have kids now. So I was like just I'd make them food. I just don't make him food. And I think yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two. I have twin boys. There's twins. They came two at a time. I went from 0 to 2 at at once and it's you know, it's a lot. They're kids, but they're really fun. I like them a lot. I think I'm going to keep them. Wait, when did you have them? I had them last July. They're over a year old. Oh, my God. Do you have a favorite yet? Uh, not really. Sometimes <laughs> I'm there's days where I'm like, you're my favorite. And then other days where he acts like a dick. And then I'm like, no, you're not my favorite anymore. You're my favorite now. And then then that one will act like a dick. Like they're just I think just, you know. They, I like them both. I love them both equally. There are moments when one of them is just easier to deal with than the other, but mm-hmm. there's no favorites. I can't have a favorite. I'm a mom. That's the correct answer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there is no correct answer. Um, I think about babies and like, 
I want one, but like not to keep. I wish there was like a rent a baby service that I could like go play with a baby. (laughs) That would be so fun. Get some baby time and like, okay, so, okay, here's my pitch for rent a baby. Yeah. So you go to the rent a baby center Mm -hmm. and you pick out the baby you want. And then the mom is like, great, hold my baby while I take a nap. And then the mom gets to nap while like, you, I get to hold this baby in a in a in a public place where there's consequences if I steal it. Good, good. That's good. At least you thought about the stealing part. That's good. <laughs> that makes your business plan a lot more solid, right? I would. You know what? Not only do I think that's a great idea, I would take my babies there and rent them out so I could nap. That would be really fun. I think it's a good idea for moms. I think. Oh my it is god! Too. Who wants to? What's it called? Fund my idea. Yes. <laughs> I listening that. with capital. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I think it's an excellent idea. I would totally rent my babies out for like a little while. That would be fun. Right? You know what? Do you have any siblings? Do they have kids? I have one sister. She does not have kids. Okay. Um, I don't know. She's gonna. Ha- she's a teacher, so she hangs out with kids all day. So maybe, mm. maybe she won't want any of her own. But she should so that you could have a, a niece or a nephew because that's really fun. Being an aunt is basically like renting a baby because you just hang yes. out with them. And when shit gets real, you just walk away. I don't know. She might be more of like a dine-in person and doesn't like takeout. I oh. think she likes to just have the kids there and not bring them home. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. I, I'm a little bit like that too. But then I'm like... What happens if I hit like 50 or 60? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Or God bless 90. We're all like living longer, which is, I think, rude. Mm. Because my ankles and knees already hurt. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when I'm 60. My back hurts all the time. But I'm like, yeah, who's going to take care of me? Uh, well, whoever you end up with, I, I, I think that if you are cool and you are pretty or not pretty, but if you are cool and you are like an attractive person, Because you don't have to be pretty to be attractive. I think every single person who is cool and pretty and fun, and you are cool and pretty and fun, will end up with someone. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I, I didn't want to, like, over uh, generalize. Here's the thing. Even ugly people end up with people. That's true. That's what I meant. And you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I ain't pretty. I'm ugly. Guess what? You're beautiful to yourself. And you don't have to look good for anybody. That's why I changed it from no, you're not. You don't have to be outwardly pretty. You have to just be attractive to somebody. And I think that like, I think that everybody can easily find someone. There's my friend Erica says there's a pot to every lid. And I really do believe that. Um, but yeah, I Tell don't know. that to my kitchen. I have so many <laughs> lids that have no pots. And I don't want to get rid of them in case the pots show up again. But here's here's the real question. Where are these pots going? <laughs> Wait, you're losing the pots and not the li- I thought you were losing the lids. Who loses no, the no. pots? I have a lot of lids and no pots. Oh. And then I'm like, am I burning the bottoms of these pots and throwing them away? Or like... I don't know. I can't explain it to you. I can't. I don't know. I used, I ordered lids and because of like the supply chain bullshit, it took a year for them to get oh, to me. Oh no. So I was just chilling with lidless pots. I'm so sorry. God bless. Real quick. We got to take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
you know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast, but then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Beep, bop, boop, ba da dee dee dee. That was a great ad read I did. We're back. <laughs> 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 so how did you get your job as Conan's assistant? I uh, <clears throat> I worked at NBC before I worked for him. And then when I found out he was moving from New York to L.A., I was like, I'm going to get a job working for Conan. And then I, uh, I just kind of manifested it. And then I talked to HR and then they're like, well, he's going to apply. He's going to they're going to post jobs for his show, you know, in the fall. So I kept looking every day. And then they posted a PA job, like just a production assistant job, and I applied for it. And then they saw my resume and they thought, hey, maybe she can be Conan's assistant. And then they removed it out of the pile. And then I interviewed, then I interviewed again, and then I just got it. It was just kind of a boring interview process. I wish it was cooler, but it's not. I mean... That's, I would say, 90% of how people get jobs. It's like, you interview or you audition. Because people have asked me how I get things, and I'm like, auditioning. Yeah. A hundred times <laughs> you say these lines, and then there's script provisions, and then you say one line differently, or you have a meeting, and they go, we think you can do it, and you go, okay. Yeah. And you have to be lucky. You got to be yeah. lucky timing-wise. Yeah. 
You have to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah, I know. Which is very hard to do. Wait, Sona, you asked me earlier if I have siblings. Do you have a sibling? I do have a brother. How old? My brother is a year older than me, so he's 41. Uh, Is he single? He's married and has two kids. But does he like them? He does. He does like them. I think he's going to stick with them. Sorry. Do you, (sighs) you know what that is? The best way to meet people if you have friends who have friends. No, here's the thing. Every friend I've ever asked in the whole wide world is like, you know what? I do have that one single friend. Oh, you know what? He's pretty bad. Oh. And I'm like, okay, cool. I am shocked that you have trouble that you have because you are, again, I'm going to, sorry, I compliment a lot. You are so just like sweet and beautiful and personable and funny. And I think that like guys want to have fun and they'll have fun with you. So I don't know why this is hard. I think so. I mean, I get it. It's LA. I feel like a lot of people are always like looking for better or hotter. And it's not, I'm not saying I don't think I'm hot. I just know that like she's a lot. Um, I talk about, I feel, I felt like that way. Yeah. I felt like I was a lot. You're not a lot. I don't think that's true. Well, thank you. I know whoever, um, catches me in a pokeball is going to have to be like, I like all of this person and I can't wait to see what she evolves to. Okay. So like, are you not familiar with Pokemon? You don't get my Pokemon reference? I'm so sorry. I know I missed the Pokemon. Okay. Uh, well, Ash Ketchum has Pokeballs Pokemon. and he's got to catch them all. And then they evolved. Did you know? I didn't know they evolved. <laughs> I know people are listening right now. They're like, how did you not know how Pokemon works? I also completely missed the train on Harry Potter. So there's a lot that's oh. that I don't even know. Yeah, there's a well, lot. Here's the update on Harry Potter. JK Rowling is bad. Oh, no. She's got some hot takes that kind of ruined the series for me. Oh, man. Yeah, she's. Uh. I think it's called a turf or something. Oh. I don't know. She believes that like trans women are trying to erase women. But I was like, but then if you don't acknowledge trans women, aren't you erasing trans women? Yes. And aren't you or like who? Also, like <laughs> nobody's bothering you. You got so much money. How about yeah. you take a nap? Aren't trans or the turf? Isn't that like they... They don't think that trans women should be able to like play sports or like go to the bathroom for their the gender. I think so. And it's bizarre to me. I don't get that. I don't. And it's weird because she always seemed very progressive. So that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I don't know. I have like a whole like I just don't get why anybody's interested in things that don't pertain to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was I remember I was having a conversation with someone about the trans community and I Googled it. And I think it's something like one percent of the entire country identifies as trans. And I'm like, why are, is there why is there so, so much hoopla over one percent of this country? Why can't yeah. we just let them just live? as they want and accept them. And, you know, I just, I'm very confused by how it's become such a talking point for some people like this. Yeah. It feels very wild and insane. And I can't like put my finger on like why it matters so much to people. Just like when people are like, I don't like the, they, them pronouns, but I'm like, but you like he, she, those are also pronouns. So like, like who cares when you address a group, you say them, like what is wrong with it? What's wrong with everybody? 
I don't know. It's 2022. Let's be free. I know. There's a lot going on where I'm like, what's happening? Why is this happening? What are we, why are we doing this? Why is yeah. this happening, guys? Why? And then you like try to smile, but then there's tears behind the smile. And you're like, okay, everything's just going up in flames, but it's okay. Yeah. Feels wild. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you still technically Conan's assistant? No. I am still technically Conan's. Like, so I've done it for 13 years. I've ingrained myself so much in his life that he can't mm-hmm. just be like, okay, you're not my assistant anymore. But I don't do scheduling. I don't like book his travel. I don't do a lot of what normal assistants do. But I am sort of, I am like a go between between him and a lot of other people just because I always have been. So, oh, I see. Yeah. I just got an assistant. And it's so helpful. Is it? I don't know how I did all of it by myself before. Um, I think it maybe it was a point of pride that I was like, I do all my scheduling and my travel and my book shows and I write jokes and I work and I write emails back to people oh and my I God. buy things and I return them. Oh my God, Nicole, like you just got it recently? I you got one yes. recently? <gasps> yes. Why did it take so long? Because I didn't realize how much work my manager's assistants were doing for me. And I didn't realize that they were technically like my scheduling assistants. And then everything else, I was like, well, I can do it. Why pay somebody? And (laughs) I am famously the cheapest woman in America. I'm very cheap. (laughs) Are you? Oh, I'm so cheap. I needed to get a whole new HVAC system in my place. And I was like... Do I really need it? And then I spent a day in the heat and I was like, yeah, what am I doing? It's hot. (laughs) Why would I ever? But then I'm like, I have no problem being like, dinner's on me. Because like, I get to see a bunch of people be happy. I think I have a problem like spending money on myself. That's really nice. It's nice that you do that for other people. But for someone who's so happy with herself, for you not to treat yourself sometimes and just like enjoy your hard earned money is surprising. Well, I feel like maybe there's a disconnect where I'm like, well, I earned that money making other people happy, so I should spend it making other people happy. Oh, my God. Am I realizing something about myself? I think maybe. I am. How kind of wild. I mean, it took forever for me to like go to therapy because I was like, well, who really cares? I can figure it out or whatever. Yeah. And then I had a friend who was like, I'll just find one for you. And then it was like in front of me. So I was like. Oh, well, I can't say no. It's literally in front of me. And that was one of the kindest things. My friend Marcy did that for me. It was one of the kindest things I think a friend has done for me. That's very Um, sweet. But yeah, it's hard to do things for myself. Yeah, I get that. And speaking of therapy, I get what you're saying. For me, when I first started, Conan's very open about going to therapy. And uh, culturally, I didn't know anybody who went to therapy before I met him. And I was like, why mm-hmm. are you going to therapy? Can't you just talk to your friends? And then over time, I was like, oh, I get, I get it. This is why. And I, you know, it's a really interesting thing to just be like, oh, you can just talk to someone who studied behavior and studied minds and knows patterns and and can analyze your behavior in a in a helpful way it's so interesting but yeah you really need to figure out why because you need to be able to take care of yourself I mean I was like my my uh one of my friends said 
your last check should bounce. And I was like, yeah, my last check should bounce. I should spend all of my money. Who cares about if my kids are set up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I get it. Like the last, like, the last the, check. Like, right before you go, the yeah. last check you write. I get that. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Isn't that fun? Oh, Isn't that boy. fun? I worked really hard to set my sister up. For whatever reason, I think she's going to outlive me. Oh. And when I did my living will, she was the lady was like, who do you want to be your executor? I was like, well, my sister. She's like, do you want to name a second? And I was like, I guess I should in case we're on a boat together and we die. But then I was like, well, <laughs> I'll probably be on a boat with you know my friend who I'd name as executor. And then she finally was like, why do you keep putting it on a boat why do you think you're gonna die on a boat oh ma'am i don't know it's an idea that got stuck in my head and i said it out loud (laughs) but yeah do you have a living will i don't should i everyone with any any sort of like nice sizable monetary um uh what is it called net worth should like even if you have like a couple thousand dollars or whatever if you have a, over a certain amount of money and you don't have an estate or um a living will the state of california after you die takes that money <gasps> and then your next of kin has to go to the state to petition to get it back and then you have to pay taxes on it so like if you have a living will and an executor of your living will the executor gets your money like directly to them with like not that much resistance from the state of California. Oh my God. Yeah. So like if you have a house as an asset that goes to the state of California, if you <gasps> die, if you have a net worth over a certain amount. So you, Oh <laughs> my God. Yes. So everybody, if you live in this, I don't know other States, but if you have any sort of money that you would like to go to somebody, you should have a plan set up. That is fascinating. No one's ever told me that. And no, I have a house. Nobody tells you any sort of like financial things. So yes. like, wh- like when my dad passed away, he did not have a living will. He didn't have any sort of will. So then <laughs> it went to the next of kin. Next of kin was his wife. His wife had died, I think, four years prior. My mom had oh. died before my dad. He just never tied up loose ends or took her off accounts. Oh, no. So then we had to prove that she was dead. And then my sister had to like do all of this paperwork, call a bunch of... It was like a lot of work. Oh, my God. So then when I bought my house, I was like... Well, if something happens to me, I wanted to go straight to her. And then I just had to ask a bunch of questions. And then that's what uh, I came to. And honestly, correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Oh, it is. It's really interesting that nobody tells you about that. Nobody tells you that you don't have to just throw your money in the stock market. You can get mutual funds, which are less volatile, but you will make money in the end. Oh, or you don't need to take a life insurance policy to then make money on it because those are weird and like volatile or whatever. Um, like you don't have to do a lot of it. Th- I don't know. It's weird. Nobody tells you shit. Financial tips with Nicole yeah. Buyer. I think you're right though. Don't just put your money in savings. Put it in a money market account so you gain a little bit more interest. Oh my God. I do. You know what's funny is my brother is a financial advisor and I can ask him questions. And I Ask don't. Ask him questions. He, he, I mean, if it weren't for him, I would have no plan for retirement. But mm. even on the very basic level. But he tells me all the time. He, When I was, uh, I wanted to move out of the apartment I was renting and I had saved some money. And 
I, he was like, you got to buy something, buy a piece of property, mm-hmm. buy a condo, buy a house. Like you should just buy something. And I go, I don't know. I feel like I just want to rent forever. And he goes, mm-hmm. Sona, he goes, what do you have to show for yourself? And it was so brutal. But then I bought a condo and it was the best thing I, I did. I, I rent it out now, but it's just... I need to ask questions. A lot of people will go, well, I like renting because I don't want to fix things on my own. Yeah, But if you get a condo, Mm -hmm. there's a homeowners association board where a lot of the things, cosmetic and otherwise, get fixed by the money that you put into the board. Yep. And people don't know that. I don't, it's just, (laughs) it's all so insane. It is crazy. Nobody tells you. I, I don't know. I know. I When I graduated college, I think my loans weren't even as high as most people. I think it was like 25 or 30 grand. And it took me That's 13 years to pay that shit back. And I was working the whole uh-huh. time. Well, nobody ever told me. So credit cards were presented to me in a way where it was buy now, pay later. And I said, <laughs> Oh my God, yes. So then I got a bunch <laughs> of credit cards and then I was buying now and she was not paying later. And then I, like, if someone told me if you paid the minimum, it was going to take me a hundred years to pay off a hundred dollars, I would have been like, well, that's not buy now, pay later. That's buy now and be very sad for a long, long time <laughs> yeah. until you can pay later. Yeah. And I was like, they should teach financial literacy in school. Yeah, ex- uh, you're 100% right. It's so important. Nobody does, which is the big part about problem with student loans is that these people are like, no, 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 take out these loans and then you can pay them back. And then all of a sudden, a $20,000 loan is like $100,000 after the mm-hmm. maturity of the loan and how long it takes to pay it off. It is insane. And then all these uh-huh. kids are doing what you do, which is I remember hearing a story. It was an awful story about this kid who like had gotten a lot of credit cards, had had a lot of debt and student loans. And then when they graduated, they were so overwhelmed with how much debt they had that they took their own lives because they just didn't (gasps) know how they were going to climb out of that hole. And it's awful. And then when you're actually faced with how much you have to pay off, you're like, oh my God, I'm stuck in this forever. It's brutal it's awful it does suck also they don't tell you that when you buy a house and if you do do a 30-year loan the interest that you for the most part with the what is it your uh, the percent what is it it's like uh, apr the interest rate with the current interest rate i did the math and i was like so i'm gonna pay the bank in 30 years the full price of my house plus what my house is worth. Yes. So if your house is $100,000, you pay the bank $100,000, making you... So technically, this $100,000 house, you've paid t- twice over. Yeah, yeah. And then they tell you, they're like, don't pay off your house. Yeah. Put your, put your money somewhere else. But I was like, how is my money going to double somewhere else? I'm going <laughs> to pay off my house and then hopefully make more money and then put it yes. somewhere else. Yeah, it's so wild. Like at like the bank. Like when I was tr- like paying more on the principal, she was like, "Don't you want to put that money somewhere else?" And I was like, "No, no bank lady, I sure don't." 
The bank doesn't want you to pay it off because then they no. miss out on all that interest that you're going to give them. It's so wild. I know. I know. This is why rich people work the system so well because they know this stuff. Yeah. Somebody tells them. Someone tells they them. They get financial advisors who could be a brother in their life. So I'm looking at you. You have a financial advisor. I you're know. not utilizing him. I know. It's so dumb. And he's just right there. And he's begging me to ask him to help him out <laughs> to, to help for me to help for him to help me out with stuff. And I'm just like, I'm okay, I think. And now I'm just like, no, I'm not okay. I'm a mess and I need to start figuring my shit out. I mean, I'm almost 40. I need to get my shit together. I mean, uh, it's time. I don't know. I think you're doing well. Mm. Real quick, real quick, we got to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. I have a question. As Conan's assistant, before you met your husband, were did you have okay i call them chuckle fuckers for comics Mm -hmm. did you have 
I guess it's a chuckle by association, fucker. <laughs> yes. No, guys who just date me because to be close to Conan. Yes. Yeah. I used really? to. I used to every at some point, I think it was when he started putting me on the show more often. We started doing videos. Most guys I dated, I was like, are you just dating me to get closer to Conan? Like, and some of them would be like, I'm a huge Conan fan. Mm. And I was like, I don't know if I want to know that. I don't know if that helps. I don't know if this is good. And yeah, it's, it, it really made me question a lot of guys for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. It's funny because it's a person, but people don't realize it's kind of the same thing as like, I'm really into Starbucks. You work at Starbucks? You can give me free Frappuccinos? Oh, my God. It's like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, back in the day, there was one guy who asked me for a job after we had been dating for a while. No. It was awkward. It's just awkward. Or like, you know, hey, can you show this to uh, this script to 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 Conan? Can you show him oh, my no. my short? Yeah. So like, oh, no. and I think that they were like, yeah, we've dated long enough. I could do this. And then I was like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this. And I I did, but I liked them, and I didn't know what to say. So sometimes I would just lie and be like, yeah, I showed him, and I never did. Oh no. I mean, I gasped because I was like, what a terrible predicament that people put you in. Because that's yeah. like not fair. It's, it's not. your job. And I think there's like, I don't know. I think people should be able to separate a person from their job slash like, what are your motives? Do you actually like this person? Are you just using them? If you're just using them, me, oh my, that's not nice. Yeah, but also, you know, it was a good way to meet people too. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I know I, there's there's a double-sided what is that double-edged sword like yes. Conan would always say I'm a really and Conan's like takes pride in being a good wingman like he mm-hmm. if you're at a bar with Conan he'll like talk to someone on your behalf talk you up and then you know like then you can swoop in and then you know start talking to them and he is good at that but then sometimes you're like they're more excited to talk to you than they are to talk to me mm-hmm. but then they'll like after Conan leaves, let's say, then they'll continue talking to you. And you're like, you know what? He is actually a nice person. You know, he's a good, this, this person that I'm talking to. Yeah. Maybe he started talking to me because of Conan, but he's nice. He's worth Mm -hmm. getting to know better. So, um, so sometimes I would give Conan a hard time for being a terrible wingman just because he's so well known. (laughs) But to be honest, to be honest, he really did introduce me to some, like maybe like two or three cool guys that I did go on a few dates with and, they still didn't work out for whatever reason, but you know, uh, yeah, you should go hang out with Conan. I was just thinking that I was like, maybe go to like a nice bar at a hotel, like oh. a nice hotel bar. Cause that's where like cool people hang out. I feel like, or maybe oh. I'm wrong. And then, yeah, just have him there with you and he'll like, he'll talk you up. Interesting. Because at a hotel bar, I'm like, okay, so there's people in transit, but then there's also like business people because I feel like that's where business people have like meetings and shit. Yeah. So maybe I will. I'll be like, excuse me, Conan, take me out and find me a man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fancy guys, I feel like don't go to just any bar that's like on, you know, Sunset or Hollywood Boulevard (laughs) or like they don't go to a bar there and they're like, let's do some work and do some dealings at this bar on Sunset. They'll be like, let's go to this hotel that has a really nice bar restaurant thing. And then like, let's work there. And that's the kind, those are the kind of guys you should be meeting Mm. and dating. Guys have their shit together. 
I would like to meet a businessman who loves business. <laughs> you guys can talk about mutual funds together. I mean, I do love talking <laughs> finances. I think it's really interesting. You Have you ever dated a guy in finance? No. I've only really dated comedians. Oh, there's your first problem. Um, or like bartenders. I once dated a realtor and I spent a lot of time being like, what do you do all day? Yeah. Like, what do you show houses all day? Are you, are you looking for, what do you do? <laughs> and then he didn't really have like answers for me. And I was like, maybe you don't do anything all day. <laughs> you know what? My sister-in-law, she works at JPL and she once set me up with an astrophysicist, <gasps> like a literal rocket scientist. And he looked like an Abercrombie model. I mean, he was gorgeous. It didn't Ooh. make any sense. But he was also kind of weird. Oh. You know? What do you mean by weird? Like, he really loved space. And he oh. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't get along because I saw that movie with Sandra Bullock. What was it called? Gravity. Yeah. And my, my review was too much space. <laughs> I just... I, I don't I'm not here for it. It's like too dark, it's too black, too many stars. Yeah, it is fascinating. He was he was clearly passionate about it, and that's something that you're looking for, right? Passion. Mm -hmm. Um but he talked about it all the time. He never asked me about myself or my oh, job. No. He really just wanted to talk about space. <laughs> um and uh but he was tall, gorgeous, no joke, just looked like this like all-American model. I don't even know where he came from but uh yeah we probably dated for about a month and then i think he moved to space japan <laughs> he's moved oh. to space he was like i'm going to the space station <laughs> goodbye yeah he's the first guy who was like i really want to be an astronaut and i was like i could actually believe that you could do mm -hmm. that and yeah if given the opportunity, would you go like on a space uh, trip? No, 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 no. What the fuck? I'm going to go. Like, I think it's cool. I get it. But I also, uh, there's so much here. There's so many places here. I there still is. need to go see. Would you? Okay. Here's the thing. If the, okay. So if they were like breaking, breaking news, everybody, there's aliens. We found them. They're nice. Here's Carl, the extraterrestrial. <laughs> and he was like, howdy earthlings. I'd be like, okay, send me up there. Maybe I'll find somebody in space to date. I'll date a gloop or whatever they're called, a glorb. I don't care. I would go to space. I definitely would, even though I don't like love space, but like I would go to a different planet if it didn't take too long. But it sounds like you would go just to find someone to date. Um, like, you're like, I would go there yes. and date. No, you still have a lot of options here. I think another problem you might have is that you're, you're like really in the entertainment world and you need to like break out of that. I can ask my brother if any of his finance pals, you know, are single. Please do. I'm going to text him right now. I'm going to text Danny. Okay. Like, hey, do you Text have any? Danny, send a picture of me to send uh, the boys. Yeah. Not okay. So don't take a screenshot of right now because if I go on a date, I will be wearing my wig and I will wear contacts. Um, I'll be in my full drag. But even this is you're beautiful like this. Like it's okay if this is a screen grab. But I this you know. I know. I know I'm beautiful without my drag. But I like, I like the long luscious hair and lots and lots of makeup and big old lashes. Oh, that's fun. I. I can't do it anymore. I'm I'm actually wearing some makeup now and 
it's terrible. Like I really need to put more <laughs> care in my appearance, I think. But guess what? You don't have to if you don't want to. I do it for me. Like I like to to feel like yummy. And then some days I don't feel like looking yummy or feeling yummy and I sit inside and I don't care. Yeah, but I do. I think that after I had kids, I just kind of was like, yeah, my hair could always be in a bun. I don't need to always wear makeup. <laughs> but then I just let myself go and I'm still married and I want my husband to still, you know, be attracted to me. And, mm. you know, and I, I need to start taking more pride in my uh, appearance. I, I feel like I used to just like my hair was always down and curly and fun. I always had fun makeup on. I yeah, but you have two humans sucking the life out of you. I know. Like if, do they still breastfeed? That's a rude no. question. Don't answer no, it. It's don't not. answer it. It was rude and invasive. No. I don't even know if they began to breastfeed. I don't know if they were bottle babies. Mm. Don't answer. Okay. okay, but you do take care of two humans, <laughs> and that is hard. It is. <laughs> it is. But then when you get into a groove and a routine... I, I saw myself just kind of being like, okay, even though I have time now, I just don't want to. But I think that I I should. I enjoy taking pride in my appearance. I think I should maybe try to go back to that. Here's the thing. If I did my hair and my makeup and then a child threw peas at me yeah. or got me dirty, I'd be like, ah! <laughs> what would you... Yeah. I would be so mad. When I nannied, I very much didn't do my hair or my makeup because I was like, all I'm doing is playing with kids all day. You nannied? And going to the park and I don't care. Oh, I was the best nanny in the whole world. That was a lot of fun. Oh, you must have been so much fun. I wish you were my nanny. <laughs> I would be such a good nanny. Like, I I don't know. It's I, like I talk to myself when I'm alone. So if there's like a little baby there, I'm like, how are you? Are you good? <laughs> and then I'll like make a response and be like, oh, yeah, you look good. Oh, you don't say. Oh, I bet they had so much fun with you. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Zona, I have a question. Yeah. As a single woman who's looking, what should I be doing to find and uncover the person of my dreams? Oh, shit. Oh, I don't know. I Everything I want to say right now is a cliche. So, Sam. Okay, so right before I met my husband, I dated this guy who every time he texted me, and he was also good about texting me a lot, but when he texted me, I would see his name pop up on my phone and I'd be like, ugh, this fucking guy. And I don't know why I had that reaction. And I think it's because I knew it was a dead end. Oh. And then he broke up with me and I had no feeling or emotion about it whatsoever. And I remember him calling me. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally fine. He's like, we can still be friends. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 we don't have to be friends. We're good. This is good. We, we tried it. It didn't work out. We're good. Let's move on. And he's like, you just sound so sad. I'm like, I don't sound sad. I'm fine. <laughs> and I think that's when I realized I was like, I don't want to date dead end guys anymore. I just don't, mm -hmm. I'm over it. I'm not feeling it anymore. It's not fun. I'm, 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 I'm getting, you know, older, I just, I'm over it. And then I was like, oh, and I'm having trouble finding good guys. So I realized I just need to realize I'm having fun being single and I need to be fine with that. I need to be okay with being single. And so I did. And then, uh, I went to, but then I like was allowing myself to kind of find it anywhere that I went, you know, like, the grocery store, if I went to the car wash, like, you know, if someone was talking to me and they were nice, I, I would engage in conversation with them, but I wasn't. And then 
I know this is this is the cliche part. When I wasn't looking for it and when I was finally happy just being single and on my own, that's when I met my husband. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that you you seem like you're a happy person. You seem like you're very content and happy with yourself. And I think that you might need to start relishing being single and then enjoying it and figuring out what it is about it that you love. And then when you find someone and do settle down and then you guys get married and you say the vows that you had when you first met, (laughs) then you can, then you'll remember when you were single and you're like, you know what? That was a fun time. I really enjoyed that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Zona, I think that was good advice. Okay, here's a question I ask all of my guests, except for a couple of months where I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. But then I started doing it again because I was like, I like the question. Mm-hmm. Would you date me? I would 100% date you. Are oh, you kidding? I've, I've been complimenting you. you this whole time. I've basically been hitting on you this whole time we've been talking. <laughs> I, I, am, I am actually shocked that you haven't found someone yet. But because I think that you're funny, you're smart, you're beautiful. And I think that, you know, I would absolutely date you. Yeah. Well, has anyone said you. no? Who the fuck said no? So many people have said no. Okay. Um, some were good reasons, and some I was like, hmm, pretty rude you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, Zona, thank you so much for doing this. Well, Zona, what would you like to promote? Uh, well, I don't, you know, it's not really my podcast, and I'm on it, but there's Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, uh, new episodes out on Mondays, and then, and Thursdays, and then I wrote a book, and it's called The World's Worst Assistant. And you know what? I actually talk about the four worst dates I ever went on, which were all with the same guy. So there's a oh, whole section fun. on that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Nicole. We've come to the end of this episode Aww. of Why Won't You Date Me? If you like it, you can rate it five stars. You can subscribe or something on Apple Podcasts or like whatever. Yeah. Um, and if you write me something hitting on me to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com. Do not send a dick pic. I do not go through it. Mars, my producer, does. And she does not want to see any dicks because right. you've seen three, you've seen them all. Mm-hmm. So this nice person said, Nicole. For our perfect date, I will take you on one of my favorite activities, a hike. I know you dislike hiking, (laughs) so I've (laughs) modified it for your pleasure. I will carry you, ooh, okay, along the trail on a custom-made enclosed ventilated rickshaw so you don't get tired or annoyed with nature. After a couple (laughs) hours of strenuous hiking on my part and sublime relaxation for you, I will bathe in a stream to eliminate swamp dick so you can suck it through the hole in the partition of the rickshaw. (laughs) It'll be glorious. (laughs) And I'll eat that pussy till you come so hard we have to replace the upholstery on the rickshaw. (laughs) Afterwards, we'll eat the snacks I packed then head back home and go to pound town in a normal bed. Honestly, I don't hate this. Wow. Wow. That was oddly specific i want to go out with that guy or girl like this is great oh my god well zana thank you bye-bye bye that's it for why won't you date me with me nicole byer why won't you date me is produced and engineered by 
Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.